Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. City. It's Friday night. Keith McPherson on the fan, talking sports, passing the time. Hope you're doing well wherever you are, wherever you're traveling to. If you're home and you're just chilling, thanks for having us on in the background, whatever you're doing. We talk sports here. That's what we do. As we proceed, I'm looking for like anything in uh, the Vikings voice, the Vikings perspective. And I'm reading an article from TVA, the Viking Age, on FanSided, and uh, their keys to the game I just went through quickly. Their number one key to the game was that they feel like it's going to be louder in there. Christmas Eve was more of a subdued crowd. If you remember the shots of all the people dressed up and uh, it was a whiteout and maybe, you know, it being an earlier game, it was the earliest game of the day. Uh, Maybe they were a little subdued. Now... It'll be a 4.30 night game, and they expect that place to be rocking, purple, and you know how they do their, they got the horn. I don't know if that was a good horn impression. Sorry. Uh, They do the skull. They do the clap, and yeah, it's going to be a crazy environment. And if you've heard me talk about U.S. Bank Stadium, I think it's a top five stadium in NFL. It's a palace. It's a football palace in cold Minnesota. The uh, number two prediction they expect is that the New York Giants are going to blitz relentlessly and um, they're going to heat up Kirk Cousins. I think they sacked him four times last time. They're expecting Kirk Cousins to be hit. They're expecting him to have to handle the blitz. They talk about Wink Martindale and his aggressiveness and the O-line being banged up. I mean, even like I said, even we've talked through everything, even the Viking side of it. They're saying the same things. It's not like they can come up with a different point or under uncover something that we don't know over here. Uh, prediction number three is Dalvin Cook will be the key to the Vikings offense. Now, that can be twofold. I saw him get hurt last year, or not last year, last week, and, and go to the sideline where I immediately thought Giants. And you saw Alexander Madison have two touchdowns. He can be the key, good or bad. If he doesn't have a big day, their offense is changed. But if he does have a big day or he does break a long run, the whole game can be flipped. So 
He opens up uh, their offense for the rest of the guys, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, KJ Osborne, Adam Thielen. They're saying Dalvin Cook will be a key, a key to the game. Cook's got to rush for a good amount of yards to kind of balance out the Vikings' offensive attack and kind of try and keep the Giants honest. But I think he's banged up. I think he's a step slower, and they're going to probably go to Madison. We'll see. And their last prediction, or no, their second-to-last prediction, Daniel Jones will commit at least two turnovers. I think that's wishful thinking. I don't think Daniel Jones has given the ball up twice in a playoff game. Unless he reverts back to his old ways, I think he's going to be confident. He balled out there last time, and he's going to be smart with the football. But Vikings fans are hoping that they give or that the Giants give them the ball. The Vikings fans are looking at a guy that had a history of fumbles and interceptions, and they're hoping that he reverts back to that. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's a bold prediction. And their last one is that Minnesota will advance to the divisional round. Uh, they're all in in Minnesota on this team because it's the first year. They won a bunch of games, and uh, they've had their fair share of misery as well. So call me up. Let's talk about it. Let's keep it rolling. Harvey out in Dix Hills, welcome back. Hi, how are you, Keith? I'm great. Thanks for calling in, Harvey. Pretty good. Uh, you know, the the matter we talked about, I don't want to talk about it on the air, but when do you want me to communicate with you? I sent you an email. I, I yeah, I got to... it. I have okay, it. Okay, so... um. I mean, I think my phone number's in the bottom of the email. Okay, good. I got it. Yeah, okay, so, when when tomorrow or tonight? Which bit? Well, not tonight because I'm on tonight. Okay, I'll well, call you tomorrow. Tomorrow is perfectly fine. You can call me tomorrow. Great. You're you're a wonderful person. That's all I know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I uh, as a matter of fact, is "Summertime" one of your favorite songs? It is. I love that song. That's a that's an every summer playlist that I make. That's a that's a classic. That's a Jersey well, Shore classic as well. I know. Just to let you know because I sing. I don't want to go into it. And uh, and in in high school I played sports, so I didn't have time to be in a choir or anything. But I sing. Summertime was actually from Porgy and Bess, uh, and the Broadway show in the '40s. And it gets a little upgraded uh, at the Metropolitan Opera because it also a. Uh, has been turned into an opera, of which I managed to sing once with Denise Graves, impromptu near the stage door. So mm-hmm. just to let you know, there are different versions of songs, and that's one of my favorite songs also. I obviously rock with the Sublime version, but I know yeah, there's right. like a, a Louis <laughs> well, Armstrong version, and uh, I forget who else. Who would you just say, Porgy and Bess? Porgy and Bess. You can yeah. look that up. As a matter of fact, you can take any number and have different versions, and it's a different song. Great song. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I... You know, I've, I've always, uh, the reason that I was attracted to you, you know, as a host, is that you have the expertise as a quarterback. You played uh, James Madison in Monmouth. So I'd like to ask you, I hope I'm not putting you in a spot, but uh, I like to game plan. I like to predict what, what they're going to do the next game. It's usually different sometimes than what they've done before because they're, they're scouting each other. So uh, I'll, I'll give you my, if you wouldn't mind, I'll give you what I think is going to happen. Of course, it'll be just the opposite what I do. I think it's a low-scoring game. It'll be a high-scoring game, vice versa. But I think that uh, that the Giants can beat Minnesota if uh, if they game plan in a certain way. And um, you know, I I think it's a given that they're that the uh, that the running game with Barkley and Jones's running game that's that's going to take place no matter what. And the uh, and you, and you talked about Martindale. This guy blitzes about forty percent of the time with different blitz schemes. That's going to happen. No matter what they do, you know that's going to take place. But what is going to, you know, in my opinion, what's going to differentiate a loss from a win between the Vikings and the Giants 
is that I've been noticing during the last few games that the Giants have been using all their receivers, tight ends and wide receivers. And uh, I do believe that, that the Giants have to have more on offense to beat the Vikings, meaning they have to open up that offense, and Jones is, is fairly accurate. So if they use their wide receivers and stretch out the defenses, I think the Giants will score more points and have a better chance combined with uh, the fact that uh, Mondale loves to put the quarterback on the ground, especially, and Cousins can be put on the ground, uh, and also controlling the Viking passing game. You know, and uh, with and with Jefferson, very potent uh, wide receiver. If you had a game plan, would you disagree with that, or would you have a different a different approach than I just said? No, all those are you know pretty much on the line of uh, thinking that everyone should have. And I've had some of those same thoughts and conversations. Uh, I'll add a couple things to what you said. Yeah, I'd like to hear what you what you add to that. That'd be great. They have to be disciplined. The penalties last game, last game, last time they played, they had seven penalties for sixty three yards. The Giants, the Vikings had two penalties for fourteen yards. Special teams. I think people forget about special teams as a third of the game. They got to field punts, return punts. They got to get clean punts off. Can't have any mistakes in the kicking game on kickoff. Got to kick the ball out of the back of the end zone. Got to be clean on special teams. Do not let the game be decided by a special teams mistake. Obviously, stopping Justin Jefferson is the number one problem, the number one priority. But I just think that this guy, KJ Osborne, has it too. I don't think. Dalvin Cook is going to run wild. I don't think Adam Thielen is the same Adam Thielen, but um, they got to watch out for K.J. Osborne, and they can't let all the attention be on Justin Jefferson. K.J. Osborne will go off for 100 yards, too. He'll catch the ball. And last but not least, uh, T.J. Hawkinson. They traded for that man, and uh, last time they played, he had 13 catches for 109 yards. They can't let him go crazy. Uh, He also had two touchdowns. They shut him down. They shut Justin Jefferson down. They're going to blitz. I think the run game's not going to hurt them too much. Oh, and last but not least, Saquon. He's arguably the best player on the field, one of them. I mean, obviously, Justin Jefferson, they're saying, is the best receiver in the league, but Saquon is different. And uh, he kind of tapered off at the end of the season. I think he was just overworked and hurt. He had the neck and other things. I think he's going to be refreshed, and he's super motivated. He has to run hard. He has to break tackles. Uh, they got to have creative ways to get him involved. And this is the last game potentially of the year. So I expect Dable and Kafka and Jones and those guys to have a couple gadget plays, surprise them with a trick play, a couple reverses, or a couple throws that Jones isn't throwing the ball, or maybe send Jones down the field to catch a pass. Like this is a do or die game, and that's the best time to go into your bag of tricks. Um, even if that's on special teams, faking a punt. Um, faking a kick and kicking it on sides, going for it on fourth and one. you got to get crafty in games like this, and those are the, the things that can steal the game for the Giants. I see. I, th- I think, that, and I think you're right about gadget plays. You know, in the last Giant game against the Eagles, they actually had a, uh, a fake field goal. And that was unsuccessful, by the way. And I'd like to ask you if you have an opinion why it was unsuccessful. I'll explain what happened. Uh, and the other thing is that they actually had a, uh, an, an onside kick right after, as, as the second half was starting. So uh, it was my idea that maybe they just, they, that they, they think, and I could be totally wrong, believe me, this might be a 6-3 game for all I know. Mm. But, you know, the fact that they, I believe that they think they're going to need more points against the Vikings because of their potent, uh, 
uh, offensive uh, receivers, you know. And uh, so, and and if I was game planning the Giants, I mean, I think in the past the game the game plan of the Giants was easy: just cut down the uh, the running game with Barkley, and uh, and and they can't open up their offense, and then you win the game. So I that's my opinion is that they need to open up that offense for this particular game, and therefore score points. Uh, you know, you cause more separation, uh, especially, and you're able to attack the red zone, which I think is very important, the offensive uh, area in the red zone. So I, I just hope, I think they may not need it, but I think they're going to need to score more points. And, you know, that's kind of interesting about the fake field goals. Have you ever been involved with a fake field goal at all? I have, and, I mean, it is a risk and a gamble, and you got to do it in a way where you have a poker face and it it doesn't look different formation-wise. Guys aren't looking around. It's just you line up like you're going to do it, but they're hard to execute. You're asking a most of the time you're asking the placeholder to get up and throw a pass to a, a end. You know, it's, they're they're hard to complete. They're hard to execute. It was interesting enough. There, you know, the giant punter. I think somebody told me it could be wrong that he played. Uh, that he's from Australia and he played rugby and he can throw the ball. But what happened is that maybe maybe you have a different idea. It failed. They, what they did is that they targeted their third tight end. The Giants did, Bannett, and uh, and it, and he was covered. So to me, if you have an element, of, the whole idea is to have an element of surprise, right. which I don't think the Giants had. So uh, would you, in your in your fake field goal, did you have one only one target? Yeah. Don't you think you're going to do it? Have multiple targets if you're going to have the punter throwing. What do you think? If you have multiple targets, it's easier to tell. It's usually just one guy's got to look like he's blocking and sneaking. Oh, out and, I see. That's why. And then it's like you hit him or you don't, and it's quick. You don't have a long time to let that develop either. It's gotta it's gotta be boom boom. It's gotta be snap rolling out balls in the air. Got him. If not, that like they sniff it out. You see, if you're blocking a field goal, all you know, you have those big guys right in the middle. You know, you can put your arms out and block block the field goal, or or a punt, or not not but generally field goal. So, where is there a special uh, formation that you would use for a fake field goal? Because no, I have a feeling personnel. they may use it. I I don't know. It's just personnel. That's why I say you you got to disguise it. You line up the same. It's just personnel. You got to have uh, the guy that you're most confident in catching the pass, running the route, disguising the route, looking like he's blocking, and then releasing. Um, I got you. So they, so they block and then they release. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be running too many fake field goals in this playoff game. They have Graham Gano. I, I've said a bunch of times. I think this is going to be a Graham Gano, Greg Joseph matchup where these guys are going to get a chance to put points up. They're each probably going to kick at least three field goals, and they got to hit them. They got to make them. And, one, and they're indoors, right? So yeah. it's easy to right. They're indoors. No so. elements. They they've got perfect conditions. Yep. It's a it's a place where the ball travels in the air. Uh, the the kick that the Giants lost on, that kick had another three yards. Yeah, I think it was 61 yards. It probably would have been good from 65 max. Well, the Giants are beaten by 61-yard field goals in the past. I mean, it's quite and dramatic. Minnesota when you get has missed some field goals in the past in their history. So yes, something, right. something's got to give two immovable objects. There's so many similarities, so many things to draw from from history. It's, yep. It might be the best game of the, of the weekend. I do know they're scouting each other and they're looking for little tidbits, but I tell you what, it's like, I find it very, very enjoyable, a lot of fun to to try to game plan what they're going to do, and of course they're going to do the opposite of what I say, so it's okay. Yeah, but it's fun. You have thoughts in your mind and you're not in the room, but then when you get to watch the game, I'm always wowed. You know, I watch football and I, I watch when they break the huddle and I want to see the personnel, how many Me running backs, 
how many receivers, how many tight ends. Exactly I, right. I get pumped up if I see a formation, a, a bunch trips or a stack trips or, you know, two tight ends in the game. Put somebody in motion now and, you know, like to see how the defense is covering them and, and what play develops. These guys are so advanced now in the NFL, calling plays, um, disguising plays, different formations, and uh, it's it's going to be a good game. You, It's a good I take, matchup. I take notes during the game. Do you remember a punter for the Giants named Jeff Eagles? Yeah, of course. I used to go on with him on the post-game show uh, as well as call Banks. And and I take notes. My my wife goes in another room, and I, and I take <laughs> notes on the game. And I try to break it down, try to see if I'll be right. So I, I'm I'm going to be interested to see if you and I are right or wrong or what's something in between. That's we'll the be right on some me. things. And some other things will just surprise us, and we'll come back on the fan, and we'll talk about what we saw, and hopefully we're talking about a Giants win. Sure. I, I'll uh, talk to you tomorrow, and uh, enjoy. Thanks, Harvey. Call me tomorrow. Thanks, man. I will. Thank you. Dr. Harvey from Dix Hills calling the fan for 25 years. Giants fan who takes notes during the game. So much so that his wife has to exit the room. She can't stand to watch him take notes on a football game that he doesn't need any notes for. What a guy. <laughs> Shout out to Harvey. Harvey's cool. I uh, connected with, with Harvey offline on some things, and uh, I appreciate Harvey. I, I loved when Harvey called Carton and Roberts, and Carton was just playing with him. Like, I don't know if he was playing into it, but he just like kept restarting the call. Hold on. I, we can't hear you. I think you're disconnected. Okay, okay, let's try this again. Go for it. Harvey and Dick Sills, you're on the fan. And they did that probably like 10 times, I felt like. It, it made for good radio. It was funny. And Harvey's a good sport. And uh, I always appreciate him calling my show. And then when I listen to the other shows and he calls in, uh, I think that's cool too. All of you guys. All of you guys that call multiple shows, like it's refreshing for me uh, listening to the fan. And uh, people that call my show, caller shows, I'm like, oh, cool. I know them. We don't know each other, but, like, you know, we know each other through uh, the phone, through the radio. Let's take another call here if I can. As we're talking about the Giants, the Vikings, game plans, schemes, formations, uh, how to stop this offense, how to game plan for this weapon, and we don't know. We are not on that level. We're not on that pay grade. (laughs) If we were, uh, we wouldn't be together right now on a Friday night speculating and talking about it on the fan. But let's go to Ethan out in Hawthorne next up, see what he's got. What's up, Ethan? Hey, hey Keith. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. So, first thing I want to bring up is the Giants-Vikings game. I'm a huge Giants fan. And don't get me wrong, I think Wink was an absolute home run of a hire. But uh, it kind of concerns me a little bit what he said last time we played the Vikings. They asked him, do you regret blitzing on that little screen to Jefferson that allowed them to get into field goal range? He said, no, I'll do it again. I would blitz again because that's who we are. That's our identity as a team. And to me, that could you know, be either really good or it could be really bad because the Vikings can hurt you in so many different ways. And I feel like, I don't know, I think it's going to be one of those close games where it's going to be, you know, the Giants take a late lead. And then I just, I'm fearful that, you know, if we blitz in a late game situation and we get burnt, that's going to be our season. But what if he so, gets home? What if you get a big sack? What if you get a strip sack? What if you get a fumble? What if you pick up that fumble and you go score? I know, I know. It could go both ways. So I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm just, like. I'm scared. I'm scared. Keep this I'm the playoffs, man. We haven't been here in six years. You know what I'm talking about? I know. Like, I'm that, not trying but to go like, home after one game. But that's the whole thing it's not a regular Sunday it's been six years and every single play you're going to be on the edge of your seat every single decision that they make in this game is going to have you ready to pull your hair out 
You just got to hope it's that just, it goes your way. It's just that, like, I know that after the game I'm going to, like, you know, win or lose, I'm going to go back to every single play and just say, what if we did this? What if we did that? But I guess that's the beauty of the NFL playoffs. It is. And the last thing I'll leave you with, bro, is I hope that no bogus stuff goes on, but it will. And when I say bogus stuff, it's the officiating. The NFL is bogus. You just hope that it doesn't come down to a pass interference, a roughing the passer, an incomplete pass, rule to catch, uh, some stupid like that that uh, changes the game. It's going to happen to someone. I hope it doesn't happen in this Giants-Vikings game because I think this will be a really close game and potentially the best matchup of the weekend. You know how you say that how the universe always connects, and I believe that too. And when we got that no call against the commanders, Something tells me that mm-hmm. something's gonna go on on Sunday. You feel like gonna... uh, <laughs> you feel like <laughs> like the universe owes you one. You got one coming because you got got off with that on Sunday Night Football. Don't put that energy out there. You get what energy you you put out into the universe. Don't put that out there. <laughs> yeah, real quick, I just want to touch on the Nets real fast because I'm a Nets it. fan like you. And um, so I was watching the Celtics game, and I I just I just I I hate the Celtics. I hate the Celtics more than I hate. You know any team besides the Red Sox. Um, but any, anyway, I think I think that the Nets. So last year when Katie went down with the injury, we went on like a crazy losing streak because we had like no depth whatsoever. And I, I'm fearful that the same thing's gonna happen this time around. And I just feel like the way this team is built, like I, we did add like a few nice pieces. What Watanabe's gonna steal? You know Warren. You know, Curry, we got Harris back, but Harris not even playing well, but that's besides the point. Harris, but, I was um, fine with Joe last night. I, I, I liked his aggressiveness, and he did hit some shots. Go on. I, I, got, I got you. He's streaky. He's streaky. But um, I just feel like the Celtics are just on a different level, and I feel like, you know, they're a young team. They're, you know, they're ascending, and there's going to be a pain for, like, years to come. And I just – I'm fearful that, like, Kyrie and Katie, you know, they're not they're not young bucks, you know what I mean? Like we're not we're not gonna be able to run with these guys for the next ten years. So I feel like I think it's time for a rebuild, as much as I hate to say it. I feel like, you know, Kyrie's gonna end up leaving and honestly good riddance because he's a headache and a half, you know, even though he's so talented. I, I just can't deal with his off the court stuff. And Katie, I mean, I feel like we could get assets for him while we still can because he's, you know, thirty four, so you know, I'll leave you with that. I just wanna hear your thoughts on that and have a great night. Thanks, Ethan. I'll take it from here. I disagree as far as the Nets blowing it up. I do think there's a probably more of a chance that Kyrie isn't back because of his saga and all of the drama and nonsense off the court that he's brought into Brooklyn. But if the Nets somehow figure out how to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, finals, I don't know, win it. I know it seems it seems far fetched. Then you got to run it back. And Kevin Durant is signed. He is signed for another three seasons. After this one, you don't want him to go anywhere else. The reason that this Nets world looks like it looks now, 10 years in Brooklyn, it's built up. You know, every game is a sellout. Uh, You know, young kids are fans now. There are more fans. The all-star voting is shifted where, you know, Nick Claxton has more all-star votes than anyone on the Knicks. There are actual Nets fans. What I'll say is last night was a test. And it was the first test without KD, but it was the hardest test that they're going to have without KD in this month's stretch. The Celtics are the best team in the East, and the Celtics are the team that the Nets just can't beat. That's nine in a row. I hate the Celtics. I just hate their look, uh, their court, their jerseys, and that they're good. They rested Jalen Brown 
last night after he had 41 against the Pelicans the night before. They rested Al Horford. They walked into Brooklyn knowing that they didn't need two of their best players, two starters, two all-pro guys to beat the Brooklyn Nets. And watching that game yesterday, a few guys had down performances. Kyrie didn't have the performance you would have liked against his old team, but a lot of the focus was on Ben Simmons. And yeah, I know, he set picks and assists, but the guy refuses to shoot. He had three attempts, and they they all were weak. What I expect to happen is the Nets to survive because Jacques Vaughn's a good coach, and in this you know couple weeks before the deadline, I think there will be more pressure on to make a move, and they have to make a move. They have to get better. The Celtics are on another level than the Brooklyn Nets, but that doesn't mean that they'll stay there. They're just hungry, and they lost in the finals, and you can tell they're motivated to get right back. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up. I'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Paulie killing it. I mean, I'm having a good time. In and out of breaks. He's DJing. He's dropping beats. I'm trying to not rap. Came in prepared with a written rap for Freestyle Friday. You don't owe me anything. It's free. I said no Apple Pay. You caught that bar in the beginning. I'm working on the video. Obviously, I have a social media background. Uh, well, I won't say obviously. I have a social media background, video editing, stuff like that. So I was able to um, record that video on my phone. 
and then go to the Odyssey app, the free Odyssey app, which I also mentioned in my rap, and screen record the audio. So now I've taken the clean audio from the radio and I've replaced the audio from the iPhone, laid that over each other. I've got a 90-second real TikTok that I'm exporting now, at Keith McPherson on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you follow people. I stopped the TikTok, so honestly, I'm good on TikTok. I don't even want to talk about it. It's just like I've quit TikTok so many times, and there's so many conspiracies about TikToks, and China... I just stopped. I just literally deleted my account. I'm like, what do I really have to gain from this? I'm I'm I am proud of myself for building my following on Twitter, Instagram, and getting verified. That's good enough. That is good enough, sir. I feel like in a couple years I'll be too old for TikTok. You know? There's so many young kids on it. Anywho, keep McPherson on the fan. I understand TikTok is huge and all that stuff, but it's too much, man. It's too much. I just uh, need to focus on one. I need to focus on... I focus on Twitter. And Instagram helps, too. Uh, I, I called my shot on Instagram at the end of the year. I was talking to someone just about, like, you know, radio personalities, TV personalities, and, like, social media personalities, and how now we're all kind of, like, meshing and blending. Like, the TV is taking... You know, people from the internet, like, shout out to CP the Franchise. You've probably heard him. Um, I always say the franchise. CP the Franchise. Paulie knows. <laughs> You've probably heard of him um, on the fan or heard him on the fan, but I knew of him always from YouTube and Knicks Fan TV. And a couple of weeks ago, I saw him on SNY, and I'm like, yeah, like, I'm rooting for all of us internet people to, like, get into, the, you know, the actual media, to go from social media to the actual media. But to do that... You need to have, like, a full breadth of things. Like, you need to have an Instagram following, a Twitter following. You don't need it, but it helps. Um, there's just, like, a disconnect when you see someone on TV and you see their at and then you go to their page and it's like, oh, they only have a 1,000 followers or whatever. It's stupid, but that's where we are in 2023. Social media is a huge part of everything. I started working in social media at MTV in 2015, and I really only got the job because they didn't even know much about the department. The marketing department just made a social media digital department and, you know, there was no real playbook on how to do social media. It was a wild, wild west type of thing. It's like whoever could be creative in the moment and strike. And I got that gig and I learned a lot there, Viacom. I went on to Fubo, did my thing there and I kept running with it. And, you know, I still have all of that like intel in my brain, but like this past year, I really focused on being a radio host and being a better radio host and putting together a better show and presentation and having my notes ready and what I want to talk about and how I handle calls. And you guys obviously know because you listen to the radio. But I know there's a whole fraction of people that listen to the radio that are like, bro, I'm never looking at your Instagram. Never saw your Twitter. I don't do that. So <laughs> it depends. You know, the younger people discover people on social media. And uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to be well-rounded. I'm trying to have a good following online. And then a good show on radio. And then when you meet me in real life, you're like, okay, this dude's not that bad. He's a decent person as well. Let's keep rolling. Um, exporting my video now. Going to probably upload that to my social media platforms in uh, a few minutes. But 877-337-6666. Let's get the calls back going. I guess I got to stir the pot a little bit. Malik, I'm coming to you next. Just trying to get some more calls to push through the rest of the night. 
Uh, the Knicks won. The Knicks are coming off a big win. Knicks fans out there, you got to feel better. I know the Luka loss was tough. I know the little losing streak after the win streak was tough. But you're in a stretch right now, which I talked about the other night, where you should beat the Wizards. You should beat the Pistons. You should beat the Raptors. You should beat the Wizards when they come to Madison Square Garden next week. And then you could probably beat the Hawks, beat the Raptors, and we'll see what happens with Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs. You can beat them too. But this should be a stretch run right here where the Knicks keep building up where they won six out of seven, eight out of nine, nine out of ten, whatever it is. And they got healthy. They steadied the ship. How are you feeling about your prospects? If you're looking at the standings in the East right now, they're in the middle of the pack, and they're projected to be a playoff team. Obviously, it's a football Friday. We're talking NFL playoffs. Super wild card weekend. The NFL is king. They're not going to miss. These games are going to be entertaining. They're going to be fun. Somebody's going to be knocked off, though. There's got to be some kind of upset. Could be the Giants over the Vikings. We've done a ton of talk on that. Makes sense. This is the home of the Giants. This is New York City. The Giants are back. But if you've got any thoughts or questions on the other games, I feel like we haven't spent too much time on the other games. I talked a little bit about Seattle and the 49ers just being division rivals and facing each other a third time. They're, you know, they're familiar with each other, but the 49ers are so much better than the Seahawks. I am taking the Seahawks to cover, but that's just going on a whim that, like, I don't know, something can happen because of familiarity, but I don't expect them to hang with the Niners. I do expect the Jags to be able to beat the Chargers. Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, those guys, that crew. The Dolphins game, not really worth talking about. The Bills are going to smash them. The Ravens, Bengals, Bengals are going to smash them. And then, how about them Cowboys? I am dreading this game. Shout out to Milton, Cowbell man, texting me about the game. And I'm telling Milton, I'm like, bro, I'm on right after the game. I'm dreading this game and the show. It's just going to be embarrassing. He's like, why? Who's going to who's gonna talk crap to you? Like, Giants fans? Like, nah, I'm not worried about anybody calling or anyone making fun of me. I'm worried about my own well-being. I'm worried about my own sanity, my own embarrassment. I own so much Cowboys gear from over the years. Like, I, there's every year I think about throwing most of it in the garbage. I, I literally do. I have these, like, Cowboys slippers, and I wore them for the last time on Sunday when they lost to the Deadskins because I just was sick about it. Every Sunday I get dressed up in all Cowboys gear like a clown. It's just what I've done since I was a kid. Shout out to my mom listening. Hi, mom. I know my mom remembers because she used to dress me. And back then, the Cowboys were winning. And I had the hat and the starter jacket and the hoodie and the jerseys and the pajama pants and the slippers. And I can't anymore. I can't rep it anymore. You see how I wear my Yankee stuff proudly, though, because, like, I don't care if the Yankees don't win a World Series next year or the year after. Once we get to 15 years, we're going to be pushing it. But, like, I've lived through enough good times, and the Yankees do win. They've, You know what Yankees fans don't want to hear or they don't want to say it? If you're in our age range, the Yankees have given you enough. They, exactly. They've given a you. A lot for five, baby. I, like, the those Yankees five ha- World Series, I understand that it comes back around. I, I had those five World Series as a kid, yes. which made me like this. Yes. The Yankees have given the Yankee fans enough. Cowboys fans, on the other hand despite everything that's been said about America's team, blah, blah, blah. It's been a long time. Yeah, these 20-some-year-old Cowboys fans, there's no reason for it. So are you <laughs> no reason to be so a Cowboys you are on fan after, the, after the game Monday night? 
I am I'm going till, to be the first voice you hear till two, till 2 a.m. after Westwood One's coverage of Monday Night Football. Will you be in Cowboys gear no matter what? Like, are you going to watch the game here? Like, what's the game plan? Earlier in the week, I had said I hoped I was on before the game because this is the type of game I think I got to get drunk. I think I got to sauce <laughs> up. You know, I think I got to crack. I think I got to not just crack the beers, but like crack the hard liquor and throw a couple back just to get through it because like. Dak throwing interceptions is going to have me ready to break stuff. Tom but, Brady finding Mike Evans streaking down the field is going to have me ready to break now stuff. Now, you were now on Tuesday night when we did the big Correa situation, you said numerous times objectively good move Mets despite everything else whatever. Objectively, the Cowboys should beat the Bucks. And you know that. Like they should beat them. Bro, they they should have beat a lot of teams. They should have beat the Jaguars. Dak throws an interception in overtime, it goes to the house. They should have beat but Aaron are you Rodgers care in Lambeau. They were up 14 points. Are you going to care about those games if they beat the Bucs? And the answer is no. You just need them to win. I, I feel like most Cowboy fans just want them to win. Yeah, just, just don't embarrass how. us, man. In 2014, when Dez caught it, didn't catch it, they beat the Lions. And I remember going to the bar and getting sauce for that. I was I was down in Asbury. Where did we go? I think we went to Brickwall. Uh, me and, and and Brett and somebody else that was a Dallas Cowboys fan, whatever Dallas Cowboys fans we could find to watch that game. And I was just relieved. We advanced. We get another week of the season. And they had a terrible call in that game, and the karma came right back to bite the Cowboys with the Dez caught it thing. But since then, it's been, the, you know, two years after that, the Jared Cook catch with Aaron Rodgers, and it's, it's just been heartbreak. It's been uh, coming up short. And going through that, it's like compounded now. You just expect them to, to choke. You expect them to be frauds, to be paper tigers, and go into the first round of the playoffs and lose. And it doesn't matter if they win the division like last year and they host a wild card team. It doesn't matter if now they're the, the top wild card team going against the worst division winner. You just know all bets are off with the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones is cursed. And I don't know if I can deal with it. It's, it's going to be another long offseason. And Every year, I just get more and more jaded. I think it was 2019 when they lost the last game of the year where if they would have beat the Eagles that year, they would have went into the playoffs and they lost that game. And I just took all my Cowboys gear off and had it in a pile. I was like about to light it on fire in my apartment. I was losing it. I was like, why did I Why did I pick this misery? Pick a struggle. Pick a struggle. I picked this struggle a long time ago. And it's not that fun. It's fun during the regular season. It's not fun to be bounced in the postseason. So, all right, I've said enough. I've cried enough about the Dallas Cowboys. I know there's Cowboys fans out there that either feel me or completely disagree with me because there's two types of Dallas Cowboys fans. The realistic fans that actually watch, like, all of the NFL and then watch their team and see where they're lacking in the coaching department or play calling or quarterback that turns the ball over too much, a defense that gives it up with, like, suspect corners and, uh, guy, some guys rushing a passer that can't get home and injuries, whatever. But then there's the uh, delusional Cowboys fans. This is our year. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We them boys. How about them Cowboys? Like those guys, I, I know a few of them too. And I just, I graduated out of that group. And I can't even say graduated. I uh, matured out of that group. All right, now we've got enough on the phones. And... Let's talk to Malik in Brooklyn on the fan. Go for it, Malik. 
K-Mac, what's going on? The best team about the best thing about your team in Dallas are the cheerleaders, my man. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they always got some fine ones. They do so many things with the they have their own TV show, calendar. Like they're the, they're their own entity. They should probably just call them the Dallas cheerleaders. Don't even link them to the Cowboys. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, man, shout out to your mom and your dad and your parents, man. They did an excellent job, brother. You come through very good on the airwaves. And I could tell you a man of substance and character because you got some home training, my dude. Thank you very much. My mom is listening. I'm sure she'll appreciate that. All right. Shout out to Mama Mac, right? But K-Mac, let me ask you a question. By the way, do you mind K-Mac? K-Mac was like my first nickname, bro. When I was in sixth grade and Tracy McGrady was balling, I had the uh, Tracy McGrady swing man. They started calling me K-Mac then. It kind of tapered off, but, it, yeah, that's perfectly fine. My man. And by the way, uh, Keith, got it. Um, this is my first time uh, conversing with you. It's really cool because um, tell me something. Um, by the way, shout out to your boy Paul over there, man. Paul's a real good guy, man. Cool dude. Yeah, Paul's great. Um, he's, guy, I, I say he's a, a wizard here. Yeah. yeah, he knows how to do everything. He hosts shows. Uh, he There's no problem he can't solve in here at WFA, and he's one of the main glue guys here at WFAN for sure. Oh, so he holds it down. All right. Um, who are your teams of interest, and uh, what's your what's your heart hierarchy when it comes to everything, uh, the, the, the sports that you enjoy and order? Yankee fan first, just because, like, being a Yankees fan literally changed my life. I got into the MLB fan cave in 2014, uh-huh. and that is what put me on the path to get here at WFAN. And they just have brought me the most joy. Like, there's, I just like I could walk in a Yankee stadium a thousand more times in the rest of my life. It, it'll never get old because it just is like a rush of like good times and good memories and good feelings and the prospect of winning the World Series again. So Yankees and are I'm at the on top. the opposite side. Yeah, yeah, Yankees are at the Mets. top. The the Yankees the Nets wouldn't be second. The Cowboys are second. Uh, just been with them longer. And uh, when I was a kid, I was more of a Cowboys fan than a Yankees fan, just because I played football and uh, they did win championships when I was really young. And I don't know, it was cooler. It's not not so cool anymore because they struggle. But then the Nets, right? I picked up the Nets because once Jordan left, I couldn't become a Wizards fan, and I wasn't rocking with the Bulls uh, with Scotty and them and. Jason Kidd came over here. I'm from New Jersey, and I was always rooting for the home team. So then I actually started rooting for the home team. Then they took the home team away from home to Brooklyn, and I wasn't really feeling that in year one, but here we are in year 10, and I understand the vision. The vision has come through. Um, the Nets world has been built. I, I would like to see them win a championship, but I know that's a lot to ask. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm also, I'm also a Devils fan now as of coming up on a year, and the Devils have been first-class I love going over there. I always have fun. They show me a good time. They take care of me. And this team is better this year. I can't wait for the playoffs. Oh, man, that sounds good. I'm glad you segued into that because with the Devils, well, let me give you my team. I'm kind of opposite of yours. I think we might have some units, some synergy with the Nets, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, but Mets, Jets, and Rangers uh, for me. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned it. Uh, you don't mind if I talk about my Rangers, though. You know, only right. And by the way, I heard that building in Jersey, the rock. I heard that building. That building, the energy is crazy, man. I heard it's 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 palpable in the garden. It 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 changed my whole perspective. I've been there four times now, three times now, Uh 
And it changed my first my first game changed my perspective from watching it on TV. I'm like, wow. It took me too long to go inside the Rock Prudential Center and turn up with the fans over there. It is a good time and it is a good building. Wow. And wow. And you know, I gotta give some love to to the to the Rangers though, my team, because when you talk about especially the last game, I I'm sure you heard about it. Keandre Miller, uh dude, you're talking about a hockey's ridiculous skill set. His skating, his yeah. vision. He's been on his, fire. His tenacity. Yeah, man. I mean, his puck handling, he's willing to go deep into the boards. The dude is like an absolute stud, like a job like a John Moment on ice, bro. I mean, he's just crazy. He's like Josh. And uh, the Garden faithful, they love him as evidence by all the jerseys that you see. Yeah, I remember when they drafted him. When they, when they got him, there was a lot of hype around him, and he's lived up. Yeah, and then you look at Adam Fox, the one-year perennial, one-year removed perennial Norris Trophy winner. Uh, he'll go back-to-back this year unless, uh, you know, he, uh, that dude, what's his name, uh, Kel, Kel, Kel McCarr from the Avalanche, unless he goes crazy in the second half. But he's the best we've had since Brian Leach. And then you got Sabanachak, who's my man. I love saying that name. And Panarin is like Panarin. The Panarin guy is like Picasso with a stick. And uh, Kreider Hiddle. I'm just excited, man. And lastly, uh, no disrespect to your netminder, but the guy that I got between the pipes, dude, he is all world, world class. And, uh, you know, that dude, I would have nobody. He can literally stand on his head and steal games uh, when you talk about Sajerjak. Uh, uh, that dude is just ridiculous. Yeah. Desna Trophy sorry. winner, Igor Shesterkin, stands on his head. Uh, I've seen the guy. I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, before I close, though, dude, I heard a birdie told me that you actually got some bars, that you actually rap, man. Are you going to bless us with your lyrical prowess, bro? <laughs> Uh, if, 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 something, if something, thanks for the call, but I already did it, Malik. <laughs> uh, if something comes to me coming in and out of the break, freestyle off the top, yeah, I'll spit. But uh, I, I spoke earlier, and I know you know people come in and out of the show, but today was the day. I've been saying for months, I got to get back to rapping. I got to write a rap that I can rap on the fan. Uh, today was the day. They played a rap. Craig Carton played a rap where his name was dropped multiple times. And they were also talking about the Giants on Carton and Roberts. And I listened to that, and I was like, nah, now now I have to come through tonight with some bars and flow and spit on the fan. Like, you know, I don't always do that. I don't always, like, you know, try and rap. I'm not a rapper. I can rap. I obviously can flow. But after I heard that, I'm like, just to show the difference. Like, just to show the, just to show the difference. I don't even know who the, the artist was. I'm not hating on him. Uh, but I, that that was what did it today. Uh, I think around four o'clock, I heard the rap, and I could have went to the gym. And instead of going to the gym for ninety minutes, I threw the beat on and I wrote a couple bars down and just said them enough times where I like felt like I could catch the cadence. And if you're listening on the Odyssey app, when we go to break, go back to like seven twenty. Uh, seven seventeen. The first break, I came back from break and I wrapped the first like I don't know ninety seconds. So I'm actually working on that video for Instagram now. And we have to go to the next break. Top of the hour, the eleventh hour approaches. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up, folks. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Right back after this. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.